Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome back to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Khurana you can call me KK our amazing guest today holds 23 years of experience in technology he started working when he was 13 years young and he worked with the government of canada twice at the age of 22 and 34 he left software development teams across continent and now he's an entrepreneur mentor and product owner he is brian golod welcome to our show brian thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure It's a pleasure to have you with us today. So Brian, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell our audience who Brian Golod is. Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina, in case you were wondering about my accent. I had the privilege, the pleasure of immigrating to Canada almost 17 years ago with my family, my parents and my sister. I was born and raised in this big city with millions and millions of people and then i moved to this little island on the east coast of canada with 140,000 people tops and in that province the entire province this entire island made the most of it lived there for 5 years got my studies there worked for the government i was working at some point five jobs across the entire island uh-huh. and This amazing country gave me so many opportunities. I owned my brand new car after one year of arriving to Canada and I owned my my home in two years of of arriving here as well. And as of maybe 12 years ago I moved to Toronto where I've been helping startups and also large organizations with their technology needs, led software development teams across the world. And as of two and a half years ago I've been very involved with LinkedIn. empowering professionals across the world helping them get back on their feet and advancing their careers and now I help people immigrate to Canada as well wow so impressive amazing so brian i mean you moved from one industry to another to another so what were your interests like why did you do that you were working in technology then you also worked with government of canada and now you're an entrepreneur helping immigrants so For the 23 years I was always in technology so although I was in different industries I never saw it as anything different I mean technology and 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 problems or challenges are 
our challenges and we have to come up with solutions for them. So sure, I worked in many, like dozens of different industries from mining to, and always behind the desk, right? So I was always behind the computer, working with a computer. So it's not like I was actually mining for gold myself, but I was working (laughs) with, with, you know, gold mining companies, automotive, healthcare, insurance, you name it. So I, I think I consider myself someone who gets bored very easily. Okay. <laughs> uh, once I learn something, I want to explore more. What is out there? How, how else can I make the most out of my life? What else can I uh, add onto my brain in terms of skills, knowledge, experience, and expertise? And this is what really drove me to keep on exploring more. Now, as of two and a half years ago, when I first started on LinkedIn, I mean, I thought that LinkedIn was a platform where you stored your resume and you had to go to whenever you were looking for a job or a career opportunity. And then I realized that there is an actual social network behind it. Mm -hmm. So once I learned that, it actually became really, really difficult for me to start engaging. Why? Because I was afraid of what my colleagues and my manager would think about my engagement on LinkedIn. So I couldn't even put a like on a post. I couldn't even leave a comment on a post. But once I managed to get the courage to do that, a whole new world opened up. And then I started to empower people with their interview skills, with their resumes, cover letters, negotiation skills all across the world. And somehow all these things came together. Now I help people even monetize LinkedIn, generate side income. And now I help people even immigrate to Canada safely as well. So all these things have come together because there are so many people who want to now immigrate to Canada, but they don't have the funds. So I help them generate the funds and I help them get back on their feet professionally as well. So this whole thing, although it seems very alien to each other, I found a way to bring it all together and to help people. Very interesting. So I know you were talking about LinkedIn just now. I think LinkedIn used to be like that, what you mentioned, very professional, you know, only, you know, engage with people when you need a new job. But lately, LinkedIn has changed a lot. People started networking, sharing content. I mean, few years back, LinkedIn wasn't like that. So what were some of your challenges you faced during, you know, your career change? The career change from technology to what I am doing right now, I don't think that I faced anything, any challenges, and I will explain to you why. Okay. It's because I adopted this mindset of networking and helping other people when I don't need to do that. I realized that the more I put myself out there and help others when I don't need any help myself, basically, if you can imagine, let's say that you are on an airplane and there is, God forbid, an, uh, an accident, right? An emergency. You're always told that you put your oxygen mask on yourself first. And once you have it on, then you help the person next to you. Mm-hmm. There was a point in my career about two and a half years ago where I felt finally that I was in a really good place, that I had my oxygen mask on my face. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I realized, you know what? I've heard about this on the airplane so many times. Why don't I now put the ox- oxygen mask on other people? So that's what I started to do. And that I mean, people, that resonates with people so well and it's welcomed so much because people see that you have no ulterior motive, I guess, or, or there's nothing need for you necessarily. You want to help other people. So people want to be around you because you really want the best for them. Mm-hmm. So because I was in a good place, I was able to start from a good place with, you know, I don't even know how to say this, but basically from a good place in my heart, trying to really make a positive impact in other people's lives, 
it resonated and it was welcomed by others. And that allowed me to grow significantly. If you look at my LinkedIn journey, I've been engaged on LinkedIn for two and a half years, but in the last year alone, I've managed to grow 195,000 followers. Wow. So for one and a half years, I wasn't focused on growing my account. I wasn't focused on doing all this. I was focused on just making a positive impact, but I realized at some point that the bigger your account, the bigger the impact you can have in others, whether it's inspirational, educational, uh, with tangible advice that can really change their lives. So I focused on trying to make the biggest impact I can. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I honestly I didn't face any challenges. To be honest, I always use that same analogy you just used about the aeroplane and the oxygen mask. I don't know if you will, you know, I've mentioned it on our podcast multiple times as well. You know, very, very interesting that you say that. So what strategies do you advise uh, people to use on LinkedIn, if you don't mind sharing with our listeners? If you were to rephrase this question and you were to ask me, what is your strategy? I would say to you, my strategy is to have no strategy. Okay. I don't, <laughs> okay. Which, which is, it's true. I don't have a strategy. My strategy is to make the biggest impact I can on other people, try to deliver the most value. But if you, typically when you think of a strategy, you know, you think of someone coming up with a master plan, right? If I do A, B, and C, it equals to X, right? And that's how I'm going to do this. For me, I don't. I don't have a formula other than let's deliver value. Let's impact people positively and try to bring them to a better place. I am blessed to live in the number one country in terms of quality of life. I feel privileged that I am here. I want others to live with the same quality of life, whether they want to stay in their own countries or they want to immigrate to Canada. But I want to share my knowledge with others. And I've been doing this for so many years since I was young. I was sharing, I was kind and uh, caring and generous. So basically, I'm just being myself, the same person who grew up outside of LinkedIn, but now online, so that people can benefit from my knowledge, skills, experience, and expertise. Now, if I were to advise, because I want to avoid your question in terms of (laughs) strategy, if I were to advise to anyone, okay, I'll summarize what I just said. Give value, right? right? So impact people positively build relationships with people. Put yourself out there. They're so, so I'll make it tangible for you. 99% of the users on LinkedIn do not engage or create content. Only 1% of the users do. So if you want to stand out from 99% of the people out there, just start creating content. Engage. Whenever you look at a post, don't just put a like. A like doesn't say anything about you. Nobody knows that you even liked it. Okay. You are just mixed with another hundreds of likes. Go and leave your thoughts on that post. Start to build relationships. Make sure that people realize. Maybe the first time that you comment, they won't think much of you. But once once they start to see you twice, three times, four times, five times, showing up constantly on that person's post, Mm. that person might say, hey, I want to know more about you. And then that might go onto a Zoom call, WhatsApp, coffee, you name it. And then you start to build real relationships with that person, right? So the best way to be top of mind is by being present, engage with other people. 
Right. And I think it will also help other people understand that you are a genuine person, you're authentic, right? Because if somebody is just doing it for likes in return for a like or comment, they will just do it once or twice. But if you are really authentic, you're genuine, you're trying to help, you're trying to build network, you will do it without feeling pressure, right? Because I know a lot of people do this only to you know, uh, get more likes or engagement on their post, but they don't do it for others as well. So being authentic will also show when you are engaging with other people on their post, commenting, giving your, you know, genuine advice and, you know, whatever comment it is, you don't have to please people, but speak your heart out, you know. Sometimes the message may not resonate with you, but don't give any negative comment. You can just be neutral. I completely understand with it. But this brings me to my next question. In today's time, where social media is only showing most of the people show only good version of themselves. Very few people are really, really authentic. How do we build that kind of trust, you know, whether this person is really genuine or not? You have to listen to your gut. So you have to be very in tune with who you are. You also need to find people that you can access, that you can go and have a very vulnerable conversation with so that you can ask questions and you can share what it is that you're going through and see how the other person reacts to you and see whether they are actually as caring as they portray themselves to be, right? So I always say that the magic happens offline. It doesn't happen in the comments, okay? A lot of people go for these vanity metrics where they are referred to as vanity metrics, likes and comments and reshares, right? Those are the things that everybody sees. Now, the magic really happens behind the scenes behind closed doors, on a Zoom uh, conversation, on a coffee, on a WhatsApp call, when the person reaches out to you at two in the morning and you just look at the phone and you're like, I was going to go to bed, but I can tell that there's something wrong with this person. And I really want to spend the time to understand whether I can make an impact, a positive impact and give them some peace of mind or help them out. I've had the privilege because it's really a privilege to save at least one person's life on LinkedIn someone, a mom of a young daughter who was going to commit suicide. And I didn't know at the time, but when she reached out to me, I gave her the time, I paid attention, I gave her positive vibes, whatever it is that I did subconsciously. I didn't know that she was going to commit suicide, but I gave her the time of the day. And one week later, she came back and she said, Brian, I wanted, I wanted to know that, I, that today I am alive because of you. I said, what do you mean? She said, I was going to commit suicide last week. Oh my God. So I was in a privileged position because, I mean, I didn't look for it. In a way, maybe indirectly I did because I wanted people to come my way if they ever needed anything. But when she did come to me, I paid attention. I didn't just ignore her. Was there anything in it for me? Absolutely. You know what's in it for me? The fulfillment of saving somebody else's life. That is all that I needed, right? I didn't even know that I was doing that, but it felt so good to help someone else. So yeah. does it have to always be something monetary? No, it doesn't have to. And the moment that you give from your heart, I mean, I believe that Denzel Washington has said this, the actor, that giving is the most selfish thing that you can do. Because the moment that you give from your heart, that you immediately you receive something, the gratification, the, the fulfillment of helping someone else. So giving is actually very, very selfish because you get addicted to actually wanting to give more. And that's why I came up with this phrase, which is give, give, give. And when you think that you're done giving, give again. 
And believe me, for anyone who's listening, who might be looking for career opportunities, business opportunities, you name it, whatever it is that you're looking for, if you get into the habit of giving, 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 and then giving some more, the person that you are giving to, or the people that you are giving to, they will come to you and they will ask you what they can do for you instead. You will not even have to ask them for anything. So true. I completely agree with what you're saying. I also share this quote. I don't know who said it, where I read it, but it's within me. Ego remains by getting and forgetting. Love remains by giving and forgiving. You know, the more you give, you will have love in your heart. It's so true. Interesting. Is there any favorite quote of yours which you really get inspired by or you like it? There's, I don't know if I have a favorite quote. I love quotes. There's one that comes to mind, which is from Einstein. Uh, I'd love to read it to you in just one moment. Stay with me. Stay with me. Uh, uh, Just one moment. I'm looking for it because I, I love this. It's, in my opinion, it's so true. Here it is. So it is. Everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Mm. So that means that if you're in the right environment, you can actually thrive. But the key is to give, give people the right environment to be able to thrive, right? So don't put them in the wrong environment. Don't put them with toxic people. Don't put them in a place where they cannot succeed. Put them in a place where they can be a genius, right? We're all genius. Let's put ourselves in the right environments and we're going to make the most out of our potential. Absolutely. You just spoke about success, you know, succeed. So what does success mean to you? Because everybody's definition of success is different. What does it mean to you? Great question. So for me, it's being able to look at myself in the mirror. And right now my mirror is my two children and my wife. I look at them and see that they are proud of who I am. Right? So if that reflection is not a good reflection of me, then I am not successful. Forget about money, forget about possessions, forget about anything else. Those things can come and go, but my children and my wife are beside me, God God willing, for many, many years to come for the rest of my life and our lives together. So if they are not proud of the person who I am, the man that I have become, then what's the point of living? Anything else? I mean, I I even answered this question uh, during interviews when I was working in corporate until recently, if any anytime they ask me, tell me about your success or, or your biggest accomplishment, I would say it's my family. There's nothing else more important than that. And for me, I always have answered, especially before the pandemic, okay? The pandemic has really affected me emotionally in terms of, I put myself in the shoes of many people across the world who are not as blessed or as privileged as, as I am. And I'm trying to make a difference. I'm trying to make a positive impact on them as well. But before the pandemic started, anytime that I was asked, especially in corporate, right? I was at the office grabbing some coffee in the morning. People would come into the office and ask me, hey, Brian, how are you? I would always say, amazing. And I truly meant it with every ounce of my soul. And typically as a new employee, people would be like, amazing, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they would realize that I was saying amazing. Sometimes they would say something, comment something on that, or sometimes they would wait until I said it maybe twice, three times, five times, 10 times. And then at some point they would ask me, why do you always say amazing? I said, look, for me, it's simple. I woke up and I feel healthy. Yeah. My loved ones are healthy and next to me. First of all, healthy. And second, they choose to be next to me. 
Mm. We have a roof over our heads and we have heat in the winter because Canada can get cold. Mm. We have food on the table and we have food in the fridge, meaning that we know that we will eat today and tomorrow. So we have no fear of that. And we have family and friends who love us. For me, those are my life essentials. As long as I have those five fingers in place, then that's all that matters. Everything else can come and go. But as long as I have those five fingers, I'm good. If someone now is suffering, let's say my grandma was diagnosed with cancer uh, in January and she has recovered from it. Well, at the time it was not amazing, right? I have someone dear to me suffering. Right. Then I cannot be amazing. But once she's fine, then I have my five fingers back. Right. Amazing, I can say. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, we need to be grateful for everything you just mentioned, because I know there are a lot of people across the globe who don't even have food to eat, you know, like two meals every day, who don't have jobs, who don't have anybody around them, any loved one, family or anything. You're absolutely right. These are the five essentials we need as a human being. But because we get into this trap of, you know, getting successful, becoming an entrepreneur, doing this, being doing that, and, you know, not feeling good enough and feeling, you know, less worthwhile, I think we, we lose whatever we have also. Let me tell you one thing that you just reminded me of with what you just said. Some time ago, I watched the video. There was a comparison. This was, I don't know if it was a documentary or a study comparing children in Spain. Nothing wrong with Spain, by the way. Eh? Nothing wrong with Spain. Okay? I absolutely love Spain. Brian okay? loves Spain. <laughs> <laughs> and, and children in some place in Africa, okay? Let's call it Ghana. It doesn't matter which country in Africa, but we know that there are a lot of underprivileged yes. uh, children there. And when children were asked, what is your dream, Right? It gives me shivers just to even think about this or, or talk about this. Children in Spain would say, my dream is to have a big TikTok account, to have a big Instagram account, mm -hmm. to have a Bentley, whatever it is. Crazy superficial stuff that doesn't really matter, should not mm -hmm. matter. Children in Africa were saying, my dream is to have a bed, to have a mattress, to have water, to have food every day. You see the contrast in the world uh, how privileged we are to be talking over Zoom. You're in Singapore. I am in Canada. You're well-dressed. I am well-dressed. We have a roof. We have heat. We have air conditioning, whatever we need. And there are people across the world who were just at a disadvantage just by chance because Absolutely. they happen to be born there. It's not like they chose it or they did anything wrong. They just happen to be born there. So I can't stop but think every single day that I can impact these people positively, their parents potentially to bring them to a much better place and help them get here. Whether they have the money or not, help them out, give them a hand so that they can live better. So true. I think you're an amazing soul, Brian. Amazing. So Brian, you help entrepreneurs as well, right? Make monetize their LinkedIn account or, you know, through technology. Do you think there are few things, you know, because I keep asking the same question, what are the mistakes entrepreneurs are doing? I want to tweak it a little bit. What do you think entrepreneurs should do differently to gain success? Which kind of success? First of all, monetary <laughs> success, I imagine, right? Because entrepreneurs, there, there are two things about entrepreneurs. They're entrepreneurs who follow a vision, a mission, something to change the world, right? Okay. And it comes potentially with money. And in some cases, lots of money, right? right? But as long as they are pursuing their dream and they're making the impact that they wish they were, 
then they feel successful, right? An entrepreneur is someone who has a dream and they want to make a positive impact. They want to change people's lives in some way, one way or another, right? It can be through riding and having a better experience, right? Let's think of Uber, for example. Have a better experience and not get charged an absurd amount of money just to take a cab, right? Or it can be something else. It can be about, I don't know, putting toilets in Africa. Let's talk about Africa again, right? It can Mm -hmm. be anything and anything in between. Now, I like to see that I'm starting to turn regular people like myself into entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years, okay? Before then, no, actually maybe longer, okay? But it really materialized 12 years ago when I first moved to Toronto. I had, I had lived in, on Prince Edward Island on the East Coast of Canada uh, before then. And I had ideas in my mind, but never pursued anything. Once I met my very best friend here who I was his groomsman and he was my groomsman for my wedding. Once I met him, and I started to help him, and we started to meet on a regular basis, on a, on, a, on a weekly basis. I was helping him out. That's when, you know, two people with an entrepreneurial mindset, you start to dream of what you can do to achieve success, whatever success was when I was 12 years younger, right? Um, I like to see now that I am turning regular people who don't have an entrepreneurial mindset right. into entrepreneurs. The reason why and I think that this is more important for everybody to hear, is that especially now through this pandemic, we have learned that no one is safe. Even people who were working in corporate for many, many years, whether the organization went bankrupt, many large organizations have gone bankrupt or they had to close stores if they were retail, for example. Whether the organization has been acquired by a larger organization, right? Maybe they didn't go bankrupt, but they were acquired because they couldn't survive anymore through the pandemic. Maybe because they, their manager changed, right? Their manager either got promoted and there was a new one in place, or maybe they were hired, but they didn't see eye to eye with the manager, whatever the reason is. Maybe because they messed up and then they got demoted or laid off or fired, you name it. The truth is that no one is safe. Safety is in our minds. We think that because we have a full-time job and we have a lengthy career, we are safe. The truth is, and I learned this a while ago, that we are not safe and we should find ways to generate side income so that in case, God forbid, anything happens to us, we have a plan B or we have something to fall back on. And if you can stop relying on other people to feed you, to feed your family especially, then you will be safe. That's when you're safe. When you can rely on yourself, to feed your family and not in some other manager or organization to feed your family. That's when you will be safe. So while you're working corporate, start working on your side income, start working on upskilling, on the learning more about who you are and what you can do for this world and find a way to deliver value that you can be compensated for. And just Mm -hmm. to finalize this thought, when I first started on LinkedIn, I had 808 followers when I first monetized LinkedIn. I was charging $10 per hour for my services, which is not what I was charging on my corporate job or or career. I was charging $100 in my corporate job. I was charging $10 on a side business. That didn't last very long. I said to myself, I'm not going to charge $10 forever, right? Very, very quickly, I started to increase how much I was starting to charge. From 10, I went to 20, to 40, to 80, to 100, to 200. Now I'm charging $1,500 per hour when I provide a consultation to people. Mm -hmm. 
So I can tell you that I started with 808 followers on LinkedIn and I was charging $10 per hour. But very, very quickly, I started to charge a lot more. So you don't need hundreds of thousands or millions of followers like the Kardashians to be able to make a lot of money. All you need is value that other people can benefit from and you need to appreciate yourself and charge according to the impact that you can make. All right. So nice. So amazing. I'm so impressed and speechless right now. So Brian, this is all the time we have. What is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs to escape burnout? To escape burnout? That's amazing. I Yeah, uh, very, very quickly, I'll tell you, so that you know that I didn't think about this. Work on what you love. Work on what you love. Let that sink in. Work on what you love. You will find me at two in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning, sometimes working throughout the night with a smile on my face. And I don't feel like I'm working. I feel the passion that I have doing this, whatever it is that I do, or many things that I do, I do them because I want to, not because someone is forcing me to do it. So whatever it is that you do in life, make sure that you you really you put your heart and soul into it. And if you don't have your heart and soul into it, find the one thing that is your calling, the one thing that you believe you were born for. If you have not found it yet, go and keep searching for that one thing and dedicate your life to the things that really you believe you were born for. It may be one thing today, it may be one thing 10 years from now, but find that one thing that today makes you wake up or stay late at night or not go out on the weekend. That one thing that you're like, I cannot wait to start my Monday because I want to do that. I want to make people's lives better. That's the best advice that I can give. Nice. I also say the same thing, but in a different way. I say, make your passion oh. your business. Oh, I always yeah. say, make your passion your business, and then you'll enjoy it. And as you mentioned, I also say it can change. At least find out what you're passionate about, you know, so you feel happy when you're doing it. It could be, you know, anything. It could be as little as cooking. Maybe you love cooking and you want to teach others cooking through YouTube channel or through, you know, anything. So, yeah, there's nothing big or small, good or bad. It's just in our mind. So, interesting. Uh- and we evolve, right? So exactly what you were saying, we evolve as human beings, as professionals, our interests change, our yes. experiences change. So allow yourself to pivot and to choose or re-choose again, whatever it is that you're interested in. Don't feel like because you chose something, you have to dedicate your entire life to that. I mean, one thing That's is your family, right? The family that you build in your home. That's one thing. I personally chose my wife to be with her for the rest of my life. And I want my children, I want to see them grow, right? But your business and your passions might change. So feel free to just keep on exploring the world and make the most out of your life. Absolutely. Change is the only constant thing in life. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace it. Amazing. So Brian, please tell our listeners, where can they find you? The best place where you can go, a couple of places or three places. You can go to canadadreamlife.com to learn. Potentially, if you're interested in immigrating to Canada, you can go there. So canadadreamlife.com. If you want to learn about my free webinars, I share all my knowledge. I want to help you. I want to empower you. You can go to briangolot.com and I can let you know when I am running my next free webinar. You can also go on LinkedIn. So look me up on LinkedIn, Brian Golot. You will see that I have about 200,000 followers at this moment. Keep on growing every day. You can send me a private message. It's free. I pay for LinkedIn Premium and I turn my account 
mm-hmm. to be an open profile so that anyone can message me and you don't have to spend email credits. So just send me a private message, introduce yourselves, and I'll be more than happy to respond. Just bear in mind that I have thousands of messages per week. So if I don't get back to you, keep in mind my time zone, okay? So mm-hmm. just bear in mind that although I love to stay up late, if you send me a private, a private message at four in the morning, by the time that I wake up at seven to feed my children, there's a chance that there will be 300 messages on top of yours. So wait until right. the time that I'm, I look to be uh, um, awake, okay? Absolutely. We will wait. Don't worry. We know LinkedIn is your favorite platform and that's your second home. I think all of our listeners know it by now. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on our show, Brian. It was lovely talking to you. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends? So we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.